Welcome to the Pipeline Award-Winning Podcast. As always, I am your host, Jason Gibbs. You can find me on Twitter at Pipeline underscore. And remember, tons of YouTube and TikTok content at Pipeline as well. And of course, you can find me coming through your earbuds right now. Another week of college football in the books. And if you're listening to this podcast before, you know what we're all about. And if you haven't, this is what we're about. We're talking about the weird, the wild, the wacky, the fun stuff. Maybe we throw in 10 seconds of analysis. Who knows? And I say we, of course, I mean my partner in crime, KSD. Make sure you follow him on all social media at Pregame Empire. And KSD, this would normally be the portion of the show where we would do our Hitler trivia. But considering all the (laughs) negative news that it's kind of garnered lately, I, I don't know. Maybe we should move on to something different. So this this entire thing is incredibly bizarre to me, and like not even for the obvious reason of like how do you allow a, a, a picture of Adolf Hitler to grace the video board of Spartan Stadium, but like so first of all, doing you know doing some sort of you know and then again this this occurred like well before the game started, like mm-hmm. you know with, within the range of like an hour you know, before kickoff, right? So we're talking really early here. Like, it's it's not it, it's not unusual in and of itself for there to be some sort of weird, you know, trivia type of something that, you know, just kind sure. of pops up on the video board at that point in the game, right? Like, that's, that's, that's normal. That's kind of part of the experience. This is all good and fine. What's also weird is, like, so the, the, the weird part is Michigan State appeared to have contracted out some sort of, you know, trivia service or something, which... That you know, that some sometimes that happens. Sometimes they kind of schools might have their own thing. You know, again, this is not really too far out of the realm yet. But also, allegedly, they just kind of stole it. Like, there's a report that says they did. Like the 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 creator of this particular kind of quiz slideshow set thing that was rolling mm-hmm. did not give any sort of permission to Michigan State to use it, was not paid for this, you know, for his <laughs> services. There was no sort of agreement that, hey, we're going to, you know, we're going to use this at football games. Like, no, they just kind of just found it. Like, someone just typed it in, like, I, in the Google and just threw it on the screen. Yeah. That happened to have a, a, a Hitler involvement. Like, I, th- th- this is all just very bizarre. Well, I know Michigan State isn't necessarily the land of good judgment, per se, but when I first saw this, I thought for sure it was photoshopped. It, there was just no possible way that <laughs> there was going to be a picture of Hitler. I don't care about the pertinent facts. And first of all, it's if you're going to do trivia type stuff, I mean, I don't know. If, you ever been to the movies and they'll do like movie yeah. trivia? Yeah. Oh God, the stupid movie trivia. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, the, it's, it's at the least same movie concept. trivia, right? Yeah. It's at least movie trivia. They're not asking about World War II facts or some something else like that. Yeah. Like why? Why is at a Michigan State football game is like famous people from Austria something that like <laughs> is part of the pregame trivia package? Like. <laughs> I, I I mean I I have not extensively thought about what a single possible connection would be, but like I got nothing. Like what what you know? There, there's literally no way you can get me from Michigan State football to famous people from Austria in a way where I'm like, oh, that makes sense. That kind of goes together. Right. <laughs> yeah, six degrees of separation. I, I think we should probably cut it off after two or three if that's the route we're heading down. But. Nonetheless, it was real, and uh, I guess here we are. And then I did not know the part about 
they stole it from someone else or yeah, possibly like, didn't license it, but weird, yeah, again, weird I, I just, I saw one, one person who seemed to be credible, put that on Twitter. I don't remember who it is off the top of my head. So I don't know, but I mean, at this point, you know, given the fact that they ran again, a, a picture of Adolf Hitler as part of pregame entertainment, sure. Like all bets are off as far as what they did or didn't do uh, by the book or above board at the, at this point. Um, I think I think the tweet I cannot break, break, remember. Oh, break, 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 breaker, 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 one nine. I um, I'm, I'm reporting from uh from the site of live podcasting from a a podcast rival. Um, Mister 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 Pipe. I um, I have ascertained and decoded some uh some important um signals, some important uh language information from um <laughs> from this rival podcast. I will be reporting to HQ. At uh, at 0800 hours, and we will we will use this information to uh, to prepare for for next week's show. Well, I can't. I mean, I appreciate that for sure. That way, it'll give us a leg up. I think that kind of type of advanced scouting has been outlawed in in the Capital P podcasting world, but <laughs> we're just going to keep that under wraps to ourselves, just so. Uh... <laughs> so, so I, I I have an important question here on the on, on the Michigan science stealing case. Like, have has there actually have, like you know, maybe I've just missed it and just not been paying attention. But has there actually been determination of like what was done in terms of the illegalities uh, being committed here? Because there, I know there was talk that uh, Harbaugh was sending people to scout in person at mm-hmm. other games. Which I mean, I if you're in the st- if you bought a ticket or in the stands i don't really see you know what the issue is but also there's some like there's the pictures of oh my god what's the guy connor stallions um mm-hmm. and then it was, um, great name on the, great name. yeah incredible incredible man just just standing on like the michigan sideline like so if he's just on the sideline and figuring this out from his own sideline like y'all gotta get better sides man like like this is not like i don't, I don't know so what what, what is has, has there been an, an official determination here as to what is actually going on no, so a few things. Let's, I mean, because this is obviously the story of the week. I think it it almost overshadowed the games on the field Saturday because well, well, and that was until a certain uh, Nazi leader made an appearance at <laughs> said said game on the field. But which I can't remember who sent who tweeted it. So forgive me, but they said uh, they had a scoreboard pictures of Hitler one Michigan State point zero. <laughs> Just yeah, that, that, that was definitely the, uh, the the tweet the tweet of the day is more 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 pictures of Hitler than the points. <laughs> yeah, so um, to my understanding, there hasn't really been any sort of thing other than advanced scouts were sent. Now, this is almost silly. I don't know if you know any of the background KSD, but this was outlawed because smaller schools years ago couldn't afford to send scouts to games in advance. Right. And so they said, Hey, it's not fair. So they stopped doing it. But to your point, if I can just send someone in the stands and they can decode your signals. And then the next week I, I know them. Oh, first of all, what are you keeping track of the people that go to the game? I mean, that's, you know, insane <laughs> to, to, to start, but two, I did. I did enjoy. I did enjoy no context CFB pointing out every person at a non-Michigan game yesterday wearing Michigan. Yes, Michigan it was shirt. amazing. It was so amazing. But for me, there had been rumors that 
Big Ten coaches and teams knew about this in advance. Yeah. They knew Michigan was trying to steal signs or somebody, some low-level staffer was trying to steal signs, blah, blah, blah. I have never understood when if that sort of information is available to you, why you would not use that to your advantage and line up in a right. formation where they think they know what's coming and you throw something completely different at them. And I don't know, leverage it. You, you could have easy touch. You could have guys running wide open down the field if they think it's a run play and all of a sudden two wide receivers streak past them. But I don't know. It, it To me, it, this – reeks of the NCAA is sort of out to get hardball. I, I mean, I, I don't want to be like a, a super big conspiracy theory here, theorist here, but yeah, you know, the, the cheeseburger thing was already bad enough. And then <laughs> there's this, see for me, l- like you, if the guy's on the sideline and he can decode it, that yeah, that's, that's on fine. you. But now it, this isn't a, I know people brought up the Houston Astros. That was yeah, something that's, that's totally to- different. That's totally different. You, yeah. You had, the Astros, wiring messages and vibrating on trash cans and binoculars in the out. That's something totally different. Now, if that type of thing was going on. Yeah. That's a whole different story. Yeah. That's that changes everything. I don't know, but I feel like that's not what happened. Well, so this also kind of made me think about sort of the evolution of college football signs, especially in recent history, because we had we had the era and it's kind of it's I think it's not totally gone, but it's sort of a bygone era at this point of teams holding up the massive signs on the right. sideline with like four to it's anywhere four between pictures, like four yeah. to eight pictures of mm-hmm. and it just like you, you have no idea what you're looking at or if it, if it even meant anything. And, and again, there's that's still used some, but it's definitely less popular than it is. But like I, I'm envisioning now, like Harbaugh sending this Connor Stallion dude out. Like this dude's basically trying to decode TikTok dances on the sideline. Right. Like that's what that's more or less. Like you know, because every team's got they got you know staffers, backup quarterbacks, whatever, wearing shirts of you know all colors of the rainbow, doing mm-hmm. a you know, with with wristbands that have color code to match, and doing basically TikTok dances to relay the signals. Like how do you like like. I don't know how you figure any of this out to begin with. Number one, and number two, even if you do, like, like I mentioned, if you if you can figure it out, then you gotta just get better signs. I think they actually to throw people off their scent even more. They should actually do real TikTok dances on the sideline, just have a row of people, <laughs> <laughs> and it seemingly looks like a, an entire choreographed TikTok dancer. What what were those things? Um, flash mobs <laughs> yeah like 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 you're at, at like um you know the michigan michigan state game and all of a sudden coming from the michigan state sideline you hear like renegade renegade like what was that stupid song and they do a little dance like but they have to play the song so they know how to do, time up the dance like yeah I, I, I like this 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 is a good idea or i don't know you know i already mentioned that that, that i'm on tiktok at pipeline mind you i don't know if you've seen the the tiktok trend is borderline amazing where the guys will will do this kind of dance in a circle, and it looks like they're floating on air. Have you seen this? Oh yeah, yeah, like the well, like slick back or something. Yeah, it, it's called? so. I know it's an optical illusion, but it looks incredible. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> Harbaugh <laughs> on the sideline just like doing that dance. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like Har- Harbaugh, like showing athleticism, doing like the slick back thing, like with his shirt off, going around in circles on on, on the sidelines. Like, yeah, this is. 
I see no reason why that this shouldn't happen. Like, just it, it, also, if you're Harbaugh, this is a way to just completely flip the narrative on this. Like, oh, you think it's funny that I'm stealing all these signs? Well, watch this. You know, like I'm, this is this is how much I care about you, kind of, kind of thing. So this is this is an opportunity that he should definitely be taking advantage of. Hundred percent. Well, talking yeah. about going from the sidelines and and bringing the stuff on the field. Did you catch after? The Alabama game, KSD, where oh gosh, yes. I, I'm not sure I've ever seen a fan storm the field one by himself, two <laughs> like an hour after the game, two hours after the game, and then that security guard that lit him up. He had been waiting for that moment his entire life. He had been training for it, and so you know, I, <laughs> he you know, leveled you know him, and then his cohort taunted the guy who was just in a puddle of mess on the on the ground (laughs) where he had melted his phone went into space i think because i i'm sure he was streaming it i don't know on the tiktok or youtube or whatever or just filming it put it on social media but so you know know how like every sunday morning that Nick Saban does sort of like, and he's not the only one who does this, but he he's one of the more prominent, you know, ones who does this because this is sort of a, a dying breed as well. But the the Sunday morning coaches show, you know, yeah, on like the, the local, coaches corner or whatever, yeah, yeah, like the local news, you know, channel or whatever, where he, you know, breaks and, breaks and down Saban, film, yeah, yes, yeah, say on Saban's version of this, they do they get the telestrator out and he breaks down like two or three plays from the mm-hmm. game the day before. Riveting stuff, play, by the way. <laughs> this is the play I want to see broken down. Yes. Like, I want I want I want Steven to break down like like this because I can see him like the guy storming the field is like, well, you know, what why why are you in that position to begin with? Your position is the stands, your position is not the field. Like, you know, and, and, you know breaking down the um the form of the security guy attacking, like, see right here, he you know, he uses his legs to really drive through the the, the chest of the offensive player. Like, I don't, I don't know, I don't like taking the celebration penalty there from from his teammates, but you know, it was great, great drive to, to finish through, through the body and finish through the hit. That's what we teach. You wrap them up and you finish and you drive them to the ground like that. Like tell me you wouldn't want to see him breaking that down, but also too, there was a hilarious screen grab from, uh, from his show today um, that was posted by intrepid Twitter user, uh, Mr. Bunky Perkins, uh, the, our, our finest, Mm-hmm. Miss correspondent on the internet and and it's saving like watching he's watching the cornerbacks um like on, on one on the play he's breaking down and it's just the, like he just has the smile on his face of like oh i'm about to i'm about to coach these boys up kind of smile mm-hmm. just, just a, a, elite elite stuff yeah great stuff yeah and that it, w- it would be amazing if he broke down that play i think i will say they reviewed the yellow jacket guy it was ruled targeting he'll have to sit out the first half of next <laughs> week's game so unfortunate just defenseless field stormer still is protected by the rules where do we yeah, want to go I, now? where do we want to go now ksd we want to talk a little wazoo can, oregon yeah 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 let's, let's let's talk wazoo oregon real quick because um because it is sort of a common trope on the internet of like with somebody in a sporting event of any kind kind of just freezes on the field court ice, you know, whatever it has you. Mm-hmm. Oh, like somebody, somebody's controller was unplugged, controller died, yeah. whatever. This play is the most epitome of that. I think I've ever definitely I've ever seen in college football and maybe I've ever seen in, in sports as a whole, because I have no idea what this man is doing on, on the field because 
like as as you watch as you watch the play develop here, I'm, I'm pulling up the video. I want to I want to watch this again. Mm-hmm. Like Oregon has the ball in plus territory in the 41. They throw a little swing pass to wide open. I think it was Bucky Irving. Yeah, yeah have a day, Bucky Irving. By the way, yeah, seriously. Yeah, and, and he and he goes flying down the field and scores a touchdown. Okay, like like on the you know, on a first glance, everything is more or less normal here. Mm-hmm. But like as so as he gets what roughly about about 15 yards downfield. There, like if you pause it, there's this dude number eight for Washington State, and I'm I'm not looking up who this guy is. I don't really care. Yeah, and, um, we, and we don't want to totally embarrass him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's, he's, yeah. There'll be enough of that. He like he's looking at one of his uh, one of his buddies getting blocked into oblivion on the sideline, and that caused him to also get blocked into oblivion. But the funniest part about this is like. The football is coming straight at him, and he's yeah. just like completely unaware of of what is going on. Like, like literally, the like Bucky Irving is about three yards away from him when his buddy realizes he's got a chance to just absolutely light this dude up. And like, dude was there to potentially make a tackle that prevents the touchdown. Like, I don't know. This is this is a very like. The way he was just kind of walking towards the sideline like the play was over as a very normal football play is just whizzing right by him is, was just bizarre. It was it was so weird. It almost like he went catatonic. You know, it <laughs> he just froze or he was hypnotized. The only thing I could think, and I don't know how this is possible, the only thing I could think is he didn't see the football or he thought it was somewhere else. That's kind of what it reminds me of. Yeah, like he was, yeah. you know, it, it was one of those plays where it happened on the left side of the field and he's always on the right. He's all the way on the right. And so he kind of just you know, stops playing, stops running, stops, whatever. I mean, that that happens very frequently in, in football, especially when you're way away from the play and there's 0% chance you can do anything. So, so did you, did you watch game day yesterday morning? Yeah. So you so I assume you saw the segment about the guy who you know, like the guy who does the uh, I can read your mind kind of thing, whatever. And like, yeah, this is not the first the time. Me- Oz the yeah. mentalist, yeah. 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 This is not the first time he's appeared on game day. And he's he's one of those that kind of makes the rounds in the, you know, in, in the college football world and sports as a whole, especially, you know, during like training camp and stuff, kind of lighten the mood, you know, kind of kind of thing. I want that guy to tell me what this Washington State dude was thinking. Like that's what I that, that that's what I need his powers for, man. Can you can you like figure out what was going on in that guy's mind? I'm just curious. Like, did he see a cool bird? Was there like a dandelion, you know, blowing in the wind? Like, you know, was was he thinking like, oh man, I I, I hope I remember to lock my car before we left the other night? Like, you know, like what 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 was this guy? Like, what was this guy thinking? That, that, that's that's what I need, Mister uh, Mister Oz. Uh, he's not Doctor Oz. That's that's a different guy. But right. um, Mister Mister Oz. I mean, Oz the Mental is here to, to determine that for for the good of society. Yeah, you're right. Because the things that he did, of course, were always amazing, and they always are amazing. But what was this? What was number eight? What was the guy whose controller was insanely unplugged? What was he thinking? <laughs> that, that'd be a good one. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't care. I don't care which four players Jim Harbaugh picks randomly out of the lineup. That's fine. That's anybody. Anybody can do that. Tell me what this brother's thinking while he's basically just like allowing himself to get lit up on uh, on the sideline. All right, can we shift gears here? Well, actually, we'll keep it. We'll keep it Big Ten related because um, Big Ten as, related. As, nice. As, yeah, <laughs> capital P podcasting here. As 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 you know, Brian Ferentz 
much has been made about the the 325 point thing, right? Mm-hmm. And spoiler alert, they are not going to score 325 yeah. points, Iowa. But spoiler alert part two, they're also not going to fire him. There's going to be an out somehow, some way. Oh, I've already got two already. One, one is it's a different AD now than when he signed the contract. There's one that's easy, and two mm-hmm. is Cade McNamara got hurt in like week three. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't have like not that it matters that Iowa doesn't had had their starting quarterback, but right, but at least uh, an escape clause. Yeah, say yeah, legally it could matter. But anyways, um, I want to talk about West Coast Iowa, beach beach Iowa, sunny sandy hot Iowa, San Diego State. Mm-hmm. Um, San Diego State yesterday lost to a team that going into this game was probably the worst in all of FBS. Like, if not the worst, was in the conversation because they lost to Nevada. Right. Um, Jason, let me let me let me. I, I know I know our podcast listeners are up on Nevada's football season, so they don't need to hear <laughs> this from me. But just to give a quick reminder. Nevada had not won a football game yet. They got obliterated by USC, obliterated by Idaho, weirdly hung around with Kansas, lost to Texas State, killed by Fresno State, killed by UNLV. So there's a lot of good teams on that schedule. Sure. Largely, they had been non-competitive. And and hadn't um, they lost 16 in a row or something like that? Yeah, like they. Yeah, like ever since you know, ever since the the, the Norvell move to. Um, to Colorado mm-hmm. State, like things had kind of had quickly gone off the rails there, and they have yeah. not not gotten it back. So, look, but bring it back to, to last night here. Um, Nevada beat San Diego State by the resounding score of six to nothing. <laughs> to this was baseball like, or football? What was I didn't catch yeah. this? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, the, the Oakland the Oakland A's the, the, right. the future Las Vegas A's. We'll, we'll go ahead and give Nevada Reno the Las Vegas right. Las Vegas A's beat the uh, the San Diego Padres by a score of six to nothing <laughs> last night. This is the home game for San Diego State, by the way. Yeah. Um, first shutout Nevada has forced in twelve years. It did snap the aforementioned sixteen game uh, game losing streak. Now, San Diego State they're going to have to fire Brady Hoke. I don't think anybody's arguing that. Like it's going to happen at some point yeah. this year. San Diego State is is West Coast Iowa. Like their their scores this year are something, man. Like they weirdly have found a way to put up some points in, against some bad teams, but like when they when they don't score, like they don't score. Yeah. Like here's here's San Diego State's results on the season. I'm not going to do the math to 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 see what this gives you points per game. Well, actually, I take it back. I am. They're averaging 19 and a half points per game. Mm-hmm. Um, this this is this is Iowa level right here. Yeah. They had, so on the season they have they beat Ohio twenty to thirteen they beat I, Idaho State 36-28. all right you know, like things are looking mm-hmm. up offensively this is this, this isn't bad thirty five to ten home loss to UCLA twenty six to nine lost at Oregon State okay so now we're at nineteen combined points in two games mm-hmm. thirty one points against Boise sure okay ten points against Air Force in a loss forty one offensive explosion last week at Hawaii. And a win, and then a zero point six nothing <laughs> loss. What I'm saying is, if, if Iowa does does make the uh, the shocking the the surprising move to to part ways with Brian Ferentz, I do think there could be a home for him on uh, on on the Golden Coast. <laughs> Wouldn't miss a beat. All all he'd need is a a pink visitors locker room. <laughs> 
it, it is also just objectively hilarious that Brady Hoke has been the coach of this football program for like five years, whatever it is now. Like, like talk about his all time random appearances by college football people. Like, Joe Moorhead yeah. and Akron is kind of another version of this. It's like, kind of like, yeah. this is such a bizarre, you know, can't, Rich, Rich Rod, and Rich Rod, yeah, State. Rich Rod's, I think, the, the yeah. preeminent one just because, <laughs> but he, he's obviously going to be moving on possibly to West Virginia, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, Brady Hoke. I wasn't even actually sure he was still alive. <laughs> like, I mean, look, if I, there, there's a lot of Power Five schools right now that could do a lot worse than than Rich Rod, like, which sounds insane. But that's kind right. of, that's the world we live in. <laughs> um, another thing I wanted to mention is, um, just kind of across the board in college football, there, you know, like we're starting everything's cyclical, and we're starting to kind of cycle back into the, you know, def, like great defense wins over great offense kind of era you know we, we were in the era of okay you had to score 50 points to be able to win and now it's back to playing mm-hmm. defense i want to point out these, these are scores that all happened yesterday like i mean like yesterday even in an era where the defense is starting to make a comeback stylistically on the whole yesterday was still a bizarre day for just some weird low scoring games mm-hmm. we had a seven mississippi state seven arkansas three Right. To start us off. Charlotte 10, ECU 7. <laughs> Minnesota 12, Iowa 10. Nebraska 17, Northwestern 9. Air Force 17, Navy 6. Like, oh, and then the, after, the aforementioned Nevada 6, San Diego State nothing. And then, of course, the, the one that the, is the most bizarre and surprising of all of these. Washington 15, Arizona State 7. Like, sure. <laughs> Hey, and that Air Force game included their longest pass play in school history, 94-yard touchdown. Still only amassed to 17 points, but they won and covered, which we all know what great teams do. I mean, look, Air, 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 Force, is, Air Force is good, good. Like, Air, Air Force is, is legit good. But it is funny you mentioned that, the 94-yard pass play, because Zach Larrier was 4 or 5 for 151 yards in this game and had 94 of them on one play. Right. <laughs> like, so, um. We're, you know, you're gonna have to talk to your kids about a world where Air Force makes a New Year's Six bowl. So, because we're 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 within range. So, Look, put them put them put them in the playoff. Let's see. Let's let's see. Let's see if Michigan. <laughs> let's see if Michigan wants to deal with the option. Like, Does Michigan be, hate the troops or not? We'll see. The 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 the, the, the funniest thing ever would be Air Force beating Michigan because then you would have all the Nebraska like all the old head Nebraska fans would be like, see, I told you we had to go back to the option. Like I we should have we should have been doing this for years. We don't want yeah. four national championships since joining the Big Ten by yeah. now. Look at Air Force. If Air Force can do it, why can't we? Like you know, there's like half of the Nebraska fan base wants to do this anyway. And spoiler alert, it's not a, it's not a bad idea. Like I, I yeah, would hope it's, to do it it's not. But, it's um, probably it's probably their best shot. Yeah, but watching a service academy successfully do it to Michigan would just be the the, the cherry on top of that particular uh, <laughs> particular Sunday. Even um, especially yeah. especially if it since Michigan would be a bit a Big Ten team. So before we go, PSD, <laughs> yeah. let's talk yeah, about exactly. um, let's talk about the game. I think it's on everybody's mind. I'm of course talking about Boston College at Georgia Tech. <laughs> Amari Jackson for Boston College with the absolute interception of the year. We can shut the contest down. The pipey is one. This was one of the most amazing interceptions I've ever seen. He's reaching for the ball to just swat it away. And somehow left-handed catches it, tucks it, returns it 30 yards for a touchdown. 
absolutely <laughs> incredible to spur the now four and three Boston College Eagles. I'm sure all, tons of Eagles yeah, fans are are tuning in to hear this, but I mean, just an absolute amazing play of athleticism and just I don't know how he. It was it was like he just vacuumed the ball up and then was gone. He was returning. It was credible. Boston College going from potentially like the worst team in Power Five at the start of the season to being potentially decent and and, and very much in play for a bowl is more surprising than anything that happened on this football play. Like 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 that is nuts. <laughs> but yeah, talk about we talk about players controller dying. Like Georgia Tech receiver here. I kind of have one of those moments as well. Well, at least this is this is reasonable. This was like understandable said, because he, yeah, he had to be sense. like, well, of course he didn't intercept it. That would have been an impossible play, but he did intercept. Yeah, I mean, it. like again, like you mentioned, like it's basically an accidental interception. Yeah. Like this dude is this dude is not trying to catch this football. He is very clearly trying to swat it away, yeah. and in doing so, just kind of accidentally pinned it to himself. It was like, oh well, now I can just go score because there's nobody between me and the end zone like it, it, it pretty much defies all physics like how he actually ended up with the football here because yeah it's like i don't i don't, I don't know if you're aware jason but you, tr- catching a football when you're not trying to is, is generally not something that is easy to do <laughs> man i don't know maybe some of these receivers out here should should start implementing <laughs> that yeah but there was that and then the I, this was a a super super hidden play i don't know if you caught this because i didn't see this on Twitter much, or obviously I wasn't really glued to my TV to watch this game, but uh, BCQB Thomas Castellanos made the most, one of the most insane throws I've ever seen. He's running, and we've seen Castellanos, we've talked about him earlier this year when he was running around like an insane, crazy person. And this, he was streaking toward the left sideline, right? He's a right-handed quarterback. So he's literally perpendicular to the sideline and he throws across his body, he, you know, reaches back, cocks it, throws across his body. I mean, it was like a, a 90 degree turn and he completed the pass. He got enough on it to complete the pass. I've ne- I don't know if you caught that case, Steve, but it was an amazing play, yeah. but like you, to your point, I think we even talked about BC being possibly the yeah. worst, at least power five. I mean, they're, they're up yeah. there. Well, so can, can we, can we do the, can, like, I think we, we this merits the look at, at the potential bull eligibility here for Boston College because they play UConn on Saturday in a game that they should win, right? So that that right. gets you to five and three. Yeah. So you need, and remember they lost the Florida State by two points. They had a shot at winning yeah. that game. Yeah. So they need one of the like let's let's assume they get the UConn win, which I know mm-hmm. we're, we're we're making assumptions with Boston College. Boston football. College tonight. This so that they have at Syracuse on a Friday night. They have Virginia Tech at home. They go to Pitt on a Thursday, and they have Miami on Black Friday at home, which also three of these four games are on like kind of primetime ESPN or mm-hmm. ABC slots. So you, will, you, the general public, will have a chance to witness the Boston College Bowl eligibility chase, whether you want to or not. <laughs> but um, against I mean, your like, will, yeah. I like I I they could they could win all of these. They could lose all of these. Like I don't know. Yeah. Like I I, I it's, but. Also, their their season to date, like you mentioned, is also kind of a, a wild one because this this is first of all they love they love twenty seven twenty four games. They have played th- they played seven games so far. Three of them have ended with the score of twenty seven to twenty four in one way or another. 
Like the, the opener against Northern Illinois, they lost 27-24. They beat Virginia 27-24, and they beat Army 27-24. Mm. And again, the, and again, sandwiched in that group as well as a three-point win against Holy Cross that was followed by a two-point loss to Florida State. So, like, this is, this is one of the weirder starts to the season in, in recent memory. But, um, but yeah, I mean, like, the, the, they're very much going to be in the conversation – for uh, for a bowl game, and the ACC does have a tie with the Fenway Bowl, and that kind of just seems mean if you stick Boston College there. Nice. Well, if we look at the preseason win totals, Boston College five and a half. We'll have to see. <laughs> at some point, if you bet the under, you thought you were locked up. Now you got to sweat it out. But I'm not. Maybe- I'm not going to lie. Like with with what the remaining schedule they have left that we just talked about, I could see Boston College winning exactly five and a half games. I, I could too. I could see him winning five, and I could see him. Pushing over top for six. Whatever DGen bet the Boston College win total, you're going to have to sweat it out either way, whether you bet the, the under or over. But I can't think of a better stopping point than, of course, talking about the mighty Boston College win total for the year, if they're going to get the bowl eligibility or not. Yeah, the, the, today was kind of a downer. We, we, we ended this on San Diego State and Boston College. <laughs> a downer or work of art? Which one? I mean, it's just it's all about perception, I guess. Remember, if you haven't subscribed, please do leave us a five-star review. We love interacting with the fans. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Pipeline underscore and on TikTok at Pipeline and KSD on all social media at Pregame Empire. We'll see you guys next time on the Pipeline Award-winning podcast.